Discover College Soccer podcast is sponsored by VO. VO is the number one AI camera solution helping players capture college recruitment videos. Check out their new starter and family options by clicking on the link in the description or visit Discover College Soccer to learn more. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Nat from Catawba in North Carolina. Welcome, Coach. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Yeah, good to have you. I, I drove drove near your school uh, earlier this uh, summer on my northern adventures, um, but uh, but really curious to, to hear more about it. But, but let's start talking about the recruiting side, because you and I are talking middle of November. You guys just wrapped up a, a solid season. But, you know, a lot of the questions I get around this time are, well, are coaches really recruiting in the fall because it's the middle of their season? And should I wait to talk to them until after? Kind of how much recruiting are you doing doing during you know, that meat of the season? Very little. Um, typically what I say to guys is um, kind of circle back around around now. Um, so these last two weeks have been as busy for me as as preseason are because every single recruit that I've uh, been even remotely interested in is, is reached back out um, kind of middle of November. So um, <clears throat> if there's a profile we see that is... Um, different let's say um we will we'll still um do that within the season um specifically guys that uh typically we we may not normally get um profiles that are just are, are different specific you know certainly ones that potentially are coming in in january that sort of thing um but but very rarely do we do that and and typically it takes uh, a backseat to everything we're doing we're already doing 70 hour weeks anyway so um november middle of november hits and then it's all guns blazing until around about march okay well i'm assuming you're you're hot and heavy on the class of 24 right now um when when do you hope to wrap up that that class and and really focus on the next class and also in in this time frame since you're allowed to talk to the 25s how much of Ooh. your recruiting is dedicated to them versus the 24s yeah, there's a there's a difference between hope and expectation. Um, the the hope is that we're we're fully done by the end of January. Um, that's that's the hope. Um, that's obviously I think most colleges' um, ideas. So you can kind of start looking ahead now. The reality is that just doesn't it just doesn't work that way. Um, so the last two years uh, we were still actually signing guys in the summer for for the for the upcoming fall um so literally a six-week turnaround between the end of recruiting and the start of the fall season um so plan would be in the january but i would say for for anyone looking um colleges are still looking into into april and and into may um in regards to 2025s um division twos i'd say are a lot different than than division ones um strictly because most of the guys that are playing are international these days, right? So with internationals, you're typically looking at one of two level, two types of players. The, the first players are guys that are playing, you know, non-league or, or, or men's football. Um, so you don't know about those until the spring anyway. Um, and then the academy guys, you don't know whether they're going to get cut in, until March or April time anyway. So when you're looking ahead for, for 2025s, um, there is quite literally zero people on my recruiting board right now. Um, haven't even given it an, an inkling of thought, um, especially with the the COVID stuff um, and, and not knowing who's coming back for their fifth year and, and all of that stuff. Um, 
recruits coming in should be grateful that this year coming up is the last year. I think in regards to recruiting, it will go a lot more normally now. Um, for the last four years, it's waiting and, and see what those guys are going to do and come back before making any decisions on anyone else. Um, so kind of typically have five classes of, of people with those COVID seniors as well as freshmen. Um, but now they're, they're, that's going to be ended come next fall. Um, I think people can start looking more ahead within the Division Two landscape and, and and try and targeting those sorts of guys. Okay. Well, you mentioned internationals. You, you uh, it doesn't sound like a North Carolina accent that I hear uh, from you, but uh, your roster is a good mix, though, of of international mm -hmm. and domestic. Kind of, what's the thought process behind how you create that mix, and and what kind of, you know, what are you doing to recruit internationals? Where are you going to recruit domestically? How how does that all come together? Yeah, great question. Um, we love North Carolina. Obviously, North Carolina is a is a fantastic state for youth soccer. Um, a lot of the college cups are, are hosted here. So the Charlotte area and the North Carolina area is is such a recruiting hotbed that if we can recruit local, obviously we will. Um, where we are kind of recruiting uh, <clears throat> budget wise, um, everything we use uh, financially goes to our international trips. Um, so Essentially, whether it's right or wrong, if you if you're an American guy, you've got to come to campus. Um, we have stunning facilities and, and grass fields and a really good academic program. So we always tell guys you've got to come to the ID camps. We only host typically two a year. Um, we normally sign about four guys from each one. Um, and I'd say about 90 percent of our of our Americans who 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 play here come from our ID camps. Um, so instead of it being a a typical ID camp that uh, a lot of schools put on where there's 300 kids in there and you basically get, it's just kind of a moneymaker. Um, we typically only have about 30 to 40 guys um, that, that come to ours. Most of them are kind of on, on an invite only um, basis. Uh, and we actually play um, our entire squad during those events as well. So they're part of the sessions. So you get to kind of see if anyone can stand up with playing with our guys and the tempo that they play at and, and then obviously against them are they going to get torn apart if they're a defender are they actually going to do anything uh, on the offensive side of the ball just to see whether they're they have the potential to be at that level um in regards to recruiting outside of the states um obviously with my my accent and, and being in england um I'm, I'm pretty well connected um so do a lot of our recruiting kind of in Europe, um, which means I get to see my family and then kind of go off and do those sorts of things. And then we've got a really big South American presence. I was actually in Argentina last December when they won the World Cup, which was a pretty amazing experience. Um, got an affiliation with a phenomenal uh, professional academy over there. It's where Messi came from, his academy called Noor's Old Boy. So we have kind of connections all over. And um, obviously those are the 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 elite players the the program changes as i call them um and then the 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 american part of it which is about half of our roster at this point um we do have guys outside of north carolina as well um that we do target um for sure um just from really word of mouth um it's not really tape it's not really video or anything like that it's it's strictly guys coming in and and, and showing out um it's 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 such a difficult landscape for for those guys um solely because again you, you're deciding between which id camps to go to kind of are the coaches real in their in their interest is it like a, a spam email that's sent out which is sent out to hundreds of people um what are they kind of looking for and i just encourage people to to 
to know whether you've got a, a personal email or a relationship with a coach before making those those trips um look at the id camps look at how many people um were signed from those id camps are they are they actually targeting people or are they just trying to um make you know make money for the coaches so um it's a difficult one um but we'll go to maybe one or two showcases at most in a year i'll be in raleigh this weekend for the for the big ncfc showcase and and do some recruiting there but even there if i see somebody i like my recruiting pitch will be hey we need to see you on campus um so that's kind of where we're at okay <clears throat> do you guys do you work any other do you or your staff work any other camps whether that's different schools or the the exact or future 500 that kind of thing do you do you dabble in that at all yeah a little bit um especially when they're in charlotte and obviously it's it's close to us we'll, we'll do that um i love working with the, the kind of the big d1 camps as well um so i'm going to high point in uncg and, and wake forest and kind of all the all the camps that are within kind of an hour of Catawba. um we, we go to um obviously for personal relationships with those those programs and those coaches as well and also um for example, somebody like Bobby Moose, who's a phenomenal coach, head coach of Wake Forest. If he really likes a guy, but he's he's not quite at the wake level, which most people aren't, let's just be kind of blunt about that. Um, he may kind of text me and say, hey, you know, we've got a guy we think is really interesting, but he's he's more interesting for your program than he is ours. So why don't you reach out to him and kind of see if, if he's interested in going your route? So, Yes, we do that um, as much as we can. Charlotte's another program we work with quite often um, in, in those sense. Um, and their schools we play in the spring as well. Um, we typically play D1 schools most of the spring, and that allows us um, to kind of see the level, but also prove to the recruits we've got bringing in that we're at the same level that they are. Um, we've played four Division One schools in the last nine months and beaten three of them. Um, so it kind of allows people when we when we talk to them to realize that Catawba is a is a d2 school but with a d1 level of place um and that's that's helpful for us when we go after guys who who think they're d1 guys um but they come to campus and and see the players that we have here and then they kind of take a step back and are like oh okay this is this is the level of a d2 school maybe i need to reevaluate kind of where i'm at with my recruitment yeah no that definitely makes sense well the the you know, recently the uh, the portal opened up for its first window. Does do you guys look at the portal at all? Does that affect your recruiting? Uh, has that changed anything in the the way you you recruit? Hundred um, percent. Portal has been a complete game changer for every single program. And if if a program is not deep diving into the portal, I think they're doing it wrong. Um, it's again a a really difficult one for for incoming freshmen because the reality of it is obviously the guys that are in the portal have college tape instead of high school tape which doesn't really carry much value at all um so yeah we look at the portal first um you know especially guys that are coming out of the d1 programs um again having that experience of, of being in those programs is is such a key to us culturally but also ability wise as well um we signed two guys last year uh, who played four years at D1 uh, as grad students, one out of Duquesne and one out of Canisius. Um, both come in and and have been very helpful for the guys off the field in regards to building a mindset and a mentality that is needed to compete at that level. Um, so we're always looking for those guys, grad students um, especially, but but D1 guys who are who are itching to play um, and, and may not have you know be getting the 
the experience that they wanted to. Uh, we've actually got a guy coming on a visit next Monday uh, from Marquette. So we've got we get those guys all the time um, because they they come here, you know, I always say kind of a little bit on their D1 high horse um, where they they think they'll kind of walk in and it's, oh, it's D2 and we'll just kind of waltz in and be the guy. And then they realize very quickly that there's there's 15 guys here that are better than them. Um, and then again, do you do you sink or do you swim in that moment? Do you do you rise to the challenge or do you be like, ah, you know, if this is going to be the same thing as D1, I might as well stay. Um, so we get a lot of those guys and it's it's such a big recruiting tool. Um Obviously, as you can imagine, it's, it's a little bit of a crapshoot. Um, there's so many people in it now. And the the nature of, of people going into the portal has changed drastically compared to where it was five years ago. Now, somebody may just be looking for something a little bit better instead of a really, really negative experience with a college or, or a coach or finances. Now it's just, let's try my luck and and see if if there's anything better out there and if not i'll just i'll just stay where we are um yeah. we do things quite uniquely where if you decide to go into the portal that's fine but that's your scholarship done um we we'll take you and then find someone who, who definitely wants to be there so that's kind of where we're at okay well let's talk more about the school i'm sure there's folks out there you know not familiar you've been there a couple of years now i think uh mm -hmm. so what are some of the things you find that are really exceptional about the school some things that you find are cool maybe that we wouldn't even know by going through the website yeah um i would say three things that kind of jump out to me straight away um number one is the facilities um we have four absolutely breathtaking grass fields i played in the academies and played professionally in england and these fields are on par, if not better than, than most of the ones in England. Um, they're Bermuda and just, they're, they're stunning. And and they they feel like a carpet when you play on them. And and a lot of guys who, you know, are, are from areas that have been, they've been playing on turf and they're just, just dying to play on grass again. Um, we are, we're so proud of the fact that we have those facilities and the international guys that come in, especially that's one of our biggest recruiting pitches for them. Um, the Americans that we get as well are are amazed compared to kind of schools in the area and other schools that they're looking at about how how stunning our facilities are. Um, second thing, and I think is a big thing for us is is the academics. Um, we're a private school, normally about twelve to one class ratio size. We've got obviously a lot of connections within the local area. Um, we're ranked number three right now in the whole of the Southeast in regards to academics. So a lot of guys who come here, you're not an athlete student, you're a student athlete. Um, and I think that's always worth kind of mentioning to people is you're, you're a student as much as you are an athlete and, and the, the classroom work you do and the, the level of the degree that you get is, is valuable and, and crucial um, for most of the guys that are graduating from Catawba. So the guys that come here uh, get a, a fantastic degree. They get professors that that work with them, um, get them internships, get them jobs in in the local areas after school, um, and that's a really really big selling point for especially highly academic guys and 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 people that value that part of it as as well as just simply kind of coming to play. Um, and then the last thing is is how how much we do with with analytics. Um, We've got a video scoreboard that does action replay. Um, we have um, things that we we test in regards to to sprint count and sprint distance and heat maps, and and we do all of that. Um, and the last part is we we develop football manager profiles. I don't know how familiar you are with yeah. football manager, but we actually test people on on every single aspect of 
of their performance, their their technical ability. We test them on every single attribute. We we test them on the physical attributes, so jumping, natural fitness, stamina, speed, acceleration, strength, all that sort of thing. And then we grade them on the uh, the mental aspects of the game as well and essentially build them a profile. So every single spring, um, they'll be retested just to see kind of where they're improving, where they're um, getting worse. And then we we essentially show them um, based on kind of our our analytics, what we're looking for in each position. So, for example, a, a center back, we're looking the mental characteristics, it's, it's positioning, it's leadership, it's um, anticipation, those sorts of things. So the technical attributes it's heading it's tackling it's marking it's that sort of thing and then obviously the physical attributes it's it's strength and and acceleration because you've got to be good after over you know 10 yards so we build those profiles and we kind of give them to the players so they can see where they're at compared to the rest of the squad which is obviously motivational um but it also shows us where they're at and, and what we need to do recruiting wise as well um it's it's so detailed now that obviously when you're looking for a for example, a centre back partnership, you what you might you don't want to get two ball playing centre backs with each other in regards to what they want to do role wise. You want to uh, again, these are football manager terms. You want a, a ball playing centre back partnered with a, a no nonsense centre back that just loves to defend, right? Um, if you play with an inverted left back, you need a, a left winger that wants to be isolated on the wing instead of kind of inverted, um, which wouldn't suit with with an inverted fullback. So. It, when you're recruiting, it's not just finding uh, a guy that plays the position. It's it's finding a guy that plays the role that fits the system that you want to play. Um, and we do a very good job of of the analytical side of the game um, in regards to to targeting specific players instead of just targeting players. Okay, awesome. That's I love it. That's uh, it's that's a new answer for me. I love it when I get to hear uh, somebody say something different than 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 other schools. So that's really cool. Um, let's talk a little bit more uh, about the the team and the soccer side of things. I mean, you obviously mentioned uh, you you know the analytics side, which is awesome. So, what kind of staff do you have that 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 the the team has that maybe some support staff the department offers to really help you know manage everything that you guys do on a on a daily basis yeah so uh three of us coaches um head coach assistant coach and goalkeeping coach uh and then uh we work very strictly with with two two programs one is the the exercise science program um they do all of the testing in regards to the physical attributes obviously they have all the metrics and all of the 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 detailed stuff that they do within their their department that allows us to do that um that's that's a massive help for us they do a lot of work with us in regards to rehabilitation as well they have kind of zero gravity running machines and bikes that allow people to get back from injury quicker and, and prehab and, and stuff like that and then it's working with the guys in the weight room as well to, to to manage programs for example if there's a guy who's great speed but horrendous balance um kind of tapering their their, their programs in the in the in strength programs in the, in the weight room to to get those sorts of things kind of equipped so we essentially have specific things that we need guys to work on in in those different areas um and we we force uh you know those departments to kind of to look at those things um and if they're their mental departments i typically take care of that in regards to the the psychology of the game which obviously as you know the mental part of the game is so key um and then the, the technical parts of the game, we do something called IDPs, which are individual development plans is, is what we call them, phrase them. Um, we do them actually during the day. So outside of practice, 
um, and we we set up sessions for them to be able to do by themselves. So if there's a centre back that really needs to work on, I don't know the the heading part of the game, um, they'll go out there with with their with their group with their positional group, um, with a session that we've set up for them. Um, and we don't even we don't even typically run it. We just kind of sit on the sideline and and then kind of drag them to the side if we need to show them something really really specific in in those ways. Um, but that way. As you know, as well in the four season, it's it's near on impossible to practice, right? Your it's recovery, it's preparing, and then it's to get another game. There, there's no actual getting better development wise, which is a really really difficult part of what we do. Um, so instead, we 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 use those things to to aid those development. Obviously, the guys that aren't playing as much, if they're kind of new new freshmen and and those sorts of things, it's a really key part to them to to be tested, to be graded, um, to kind of see where they're at and then do sessions during the season when they may not be, you know, getting on the field and and growing that way um, to actually find ways to continue to develop during the season instead of just going, well, I'm just not going to play and I'm just going to wait till the spring and then I'm going to figure it out. Um, actually forcing them to do things in the season as well. So that's kind of how we we do things. Okay. Awesome. Well, hey, you've been super generous with your time. We covered a lot of ground, but I always like to end these the same way. And that's if you had one nugget, one piece of advice you wish every parent, player, family going through this process knew, what would that be? Just to not put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, it, it, it it drives me nuts when players are like, oh, I'm only going to go D1. Or uh, parents are like, you know, my son wants to become a professional uh, and, and those sorts of things. I always tell the same the same story, and that is, uh, this thing is uh, think of it as uh, as a major business where you have to climb the ladder. You know, climb the ladder. You don't just become the CEO straight away. You've got to you've got to make those those gaps. Um, the first question I'd ask, if if you if you want to be a D one and you want to be a professional, is uh, are you the best player at your club? If yes, are you the best player um, within your region? Are you the best player within your state? Are you an all-region player? Are you an all-American? Then can you get on the college roster? Then can you get minutes on a college roster? Then can you be in the rotation? Then can you start? Then can you start regularly? Then can you be an all-conference? Then you can you be an all-region, all-American? And then maybe somebody will look at you from a professional standpoint. So there's so many things that you can do up to that point that the, the focus for, for a lot of players is in, instead of looking towards this big shiny dreamy goal is getting better in the day to day and and not turning your your eye away from from programs that may be the best fit for you um we have so many guys here uh, we had a guy um that actually played with us and is now playing at the Charlotte Independence a professional team here who who came to Qatar there there are there are ways to play professional through through going to division 2 division 3 NAIA and JUCO there was a a guy that um, I know very well, we played NAIA at Lindsey Wilson, which is an NAIA school in Kentucky, and then went to Syracuse, won a national championship last year, and now is is playing for Leicester in, in, in the championship. So D1 is not the be-all and end-all, and uh, the, the second people realize that it's about fit, it's not about division, um, I think it changes the dynamic of, of who they are and, and what their recruitment goes to. So if you think you're better than a D2 school, okay, we'll go to an ID come and prove it. Um, you may be rudely awakened to to what the level is here. Um, so that would be my my little bit of tidbit, a little bit of nuggets for uh, for the guys that are doing the recruiting process. Couldn't agree more. Well, I love it, Coach. Well, hey, congrats on a great season. Wish you the best of luck in this recruiting time and gearing up for next year. And if you get down to any, I know you're not traveling to Florida a lot, but if you get down here for <laughs> any of the events in Lakewood Ranch, let me know, all right? 
Awesome. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you. Hi, everybody. It's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates, there's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there.